Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent with your host, Miriam Connor. Hi, this is Miriam. Welcome to Apparently Speaking, your podcast for all things parenting. As we know, right now, many kids are home learning virtually, either full or part-time. For many parents, this is totally new, and you may not feel completely comfortable with it. My guest today, Dr. Gary Grissel, he's going to share some ways parents can support their children in a virtual education environment. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. Dr. Gary Grissel is United Healthcare's Chief Medical Officer for Ohio. Dr. Grissel joined United Healthcare in 2017 as the Regional Medical Director for the Inpatient Care Management Team in Cleveland. Prior to that, he founded and served as CEO of a recertification company for OBGYN physicians after practicing OBGYN for 16 years in the University Hospitals and Cleveland Clinic. So welcome, Dr. Grissel. Thank you very much, Miriam. How are you today? Great. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Sure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So as I mentioned, and this is what we're going to talk about today, a lot of kids are home now um, doing, you know, virtual learning and that's new to, to a lot of the students and that's new to a lot of parents. And some kids are doing it full time. Some are part time. You know, some schools are doing hybrid. So a lot of parents are, you know, they, they may not be real comfortable with that. I know I've had, um, you know, even several of my friends with their children um, weren't able to go back face to face and they're kind of you know, struggling a little bit, you know, am I doing this right? Or even though they may not be responsible for the teaching aspect of it solely, you know, they're there with their teachers, but it's still, it's a lot different for a lot of kids and parents. So I know that you have uh, ways that parents can support their children in a virtual education environment. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Great. Yes, exactly. And, And even adding in a few uh, philosophies to have in the back of parents' minds when they're, um, you know, getting things set up or even while their uh, their children are in this learning uh, environment. All right, good. So let's talk about, we're just going to kind of talk through these. You know, the first one you say, create predictability to your child's day by arranging a general daily structure, have a schedule or routine, you know, can help create family expectations, lessen stress, build independence and save time. Right. And, and what the importance of creating pr- predictability of kids want structure, but here's, here's what we need to do. We need to make sure that the kids are involved in, in that structure. So, you know, maybe take a Sunday and um, set it up and say, okay, um, here's what this week is going to look like. Here's your schedule. You know, let's go from 8 a.m. to 10, um, you know, doing these modules, if that's, you know, how it's set up then we'll take a break. We'll let you do what you want. It, it, but, but let them say, you know, how long do you want to do this for? Um, you know, what are some of the activities that you might want? So create that structure or predictability, but get the kids involved because we, we know that when kids are, are, you know, deciding what they want, it's like, oh, okay, well, this is what I picked. So I guess <laughs> I'm going to go do this. You know, it's just a, it's just a, a way to get kids to engage. Yeah, I like that. And and depending on how their schooling is set up, it may be some of it, the choice may be removed as far as you have to do this live class from this time to this time. Correct. But I know that even when they have that, there is 
there is going to be some time, you know, kind of like flex time where they could be working on different things for school or different, you know, activities or things like that. So I like that even let's go through for the week and see, you know, kind of map it out what you have have to do. And then for the rest of the time, let's see how we're going to use that time and let them be involved. I like that because it's giving them some, some ownership and some, some control over that a little bit. Right. Exactly. All right, good. And you're right as far as structure. Um, you know, it was like in the spring when this happened, it was different, you know, because it was just kind of thrown in everyone's laps. And so there wasn't a lot of structure. Right. But I, a lot of the kids I talked to, you know, at first they liked it because it was like a vacation the first, you know, couple weeks. But then after that, they really didn't because they, they and I think that's why it was like they were lacking that structure. It, it, exactly. And structure just helps kids to know what their, you know, what their day is going to look like. And, and, and a lot of times they need that. And even, even the structure of at night when it's not going to be, um, you know, they're learning, okay, you know, when are we normally eating and what can I do after? And do I get to, you know, play my video games and, and you know, just even having that type of structure built in does help. At least yeah, know, I like that. You know, and obviously, depending on the ages of your kids, yes, you know, yeah. as far as how much structure you'll have. Exactly, exactly. And then you have used picture schedules or written checklists to help them, you know, know what activities, um, painting a verbal and a verbal instruction with a picture can better communicate the routine. So that kind of goes along with the first one. And again, it depends on, you know, if you have a senior, you probably don't need to do a, a right. picture. But, but I still think checklists, to-do lists are, are still important. Yeah, I I still use them every day. I mean, I love checking off and saying, okay, I got that done, you know. And Usually at the end of the night, I look and I'm like, huh, not too much is checked off, but we'll put it back, we'll put it on for tomorrow's list. Right, erase that one. We'll pretend it wasn't there. You know? yeah. No, but I, I agree. Checklists are great. And, you know, the... For the younger kids, the, the um, vis visualization or, you know, being able to um, use a picture schedule, you know, some have a felt board and, you know, they'll say, okay, you know, you got your, um, you know, the morning activity, you know, through school done, you have an hour, go pick something off that board that you want to do. So again, it's that whole, they're making the decision, they chose that I'm going to go get sidewalk chalk and write all, you know, draw all over the, the driveway or whatever. And, and, and it's what they do. It's just a, it's another way to keep them involved, keep them making decisions on how they want things to proceed. And it just works so much better than you telling them that this is what they're going to do now. Yeah, I really like that. A friend of mine, she's super organized, but she has, um, I don't know if she has it up all the time. I know she does in the summer, but, you know, kind of by this chalkboard in her house, you know, kind of she, she's written like, are you bored or something like bored question mark. And then there's um, a whole bunch of choices of things, you know, you can pick like that kind of like drawing out of a hat. It's not a hat, but choose one of these things. And she has all these different ideas in there and they can pick one and go do it. So it's, it reminded me of that when you said that, I really like that. It's like, you know, if you have some downtime or whatever, you can, you know, mark off, take one of these ideas or use that, you know, picture checklist. If you've gotten these you know, tasks done then you can do one of these kind of quote unquote, you know, fun things that you would really choose. Exactly. It, and, and that's what, um, you know, I like the idea of picking something out of the hat. Again, that's a, that's a great, 
you know, your friend who's set that up, that's another great, depending on age group, way to do do it. You know, this is going to be a surprise going out. Oh, I get to do this. You know, it's it's just there's a lot of different ways that you can be creative to to make, you know, not that we're I mean, we're trying to make things enjoyable and fun. And, and it, when you can do that, it just it just greatly helps. Yeah. And then another, you know, they kind of, I like how they all kind of go in together a little bit too. And a lot of them have the same themes that you, a lot of your tips, again, you're talking about integrating choice, let them help make the schedule, pick the order of a few events so that they have control and it helps reduce behavior challenges you thought. And why do you think that helps reduce maybe some behavior issues? You know, sometimes, um, especially with kids that have uh, attention issues, um, you know, besides setting up an area that is designated for this is, you know, your your study area where you're doing it, uh, um, you know, a lot of your work, it, it just it just helps kids to maintain their focus that, okay, now we can move from that area and now you can, you're feel free to do what you want. So it's just, it's just helping to maintain some of those behaviors that um, might be more difficult if a child was sitting at your kitchen table and the TV's on in the background and another one of your kids is at the table. It's just going to be difficult. So, um, you know, structuring, um, you know, a designated area that again, you could have your child be involved in. Where do you want to work? You know, let, let's try to figure that out. Yeah, kids do really like choice or to feel some kind of ownership in it. You know, even if you don't want to make it wide open, you know, where do you want to work? You, you may want to be that way, but some parents like I, that would be probably okay with me. Some parents might be have a hard time with that. Like, oh, no, I don't want to just let them pick, you know, anywhere. So you could say, you know, here are three choices. Maybe that I here are three ideas I was thinking would be a great place to work. Which one? What do you think? What do you prefer? And your kids may not all want to work in the same, and it obviously depends on your, your home and your setup and the space, but they may not all work well in the same space because kids work and learn differently. So it may be like one wants to work in this area and one's going to work better in that space. But like you said, just giving them a little bit of ownership and control um, over, you know, they don't have a lot of control over things. You know, most of the decisions, depending on the age, is made for them. And even when they're older, though, you know, what's what what space would you work best in? I know you're not used to doing school from home. This is different. So how do you feel, you know, you'd work the best and give them some ownership of it. And I even think, you know, letting them maybe um, kind of quote unquote decorate a little bit, you don't have to go crazy, but just to make that space their own. Definitely. And and that, that is the way to do it is, is, you know, just getting them involved. And like you said, there are going to be, you know, your kids better than, anyone so you know you, you know what they do you know better with and and what how you can uh keep them more engaged and so you know use your gut when it comes to that yeah definitely use your gut and be it's okay to to say you know this isn't really working we're going to change it up i mean teachers do that all the time you know you try something and it's like sure. oh, that didn't really work or this didn't really work with this kid but it did with this so we're going to change it up there's nothing wrong with that either this is new you know for for everyone if you're doing this for a lot of people it's new and so you have to it's going to be trial and error at first and kind of forgive yourself give yourself a little grace i would say right and there's you know one of the three philosophies is you know 
you're not the teacher. Don't teach. Just help your kids to learn. And and there's this concept called gamification, where you know it's it's applying like game-like mechanics to non-gaming um, entities. You know, for example, just using um, you know what they know well, which is usually a, a lot depending on the age of the kids, but a lot of the, the these gaming techniques of you know competition and rewards and badges and progressing on levels and um, you know and, and they're getting instant feedback and they're able to you know if they uh, you know to try again if it if they didn't do well on something okay well let's give it another shot and just having that in the back of your mind as you're kind of going through this um trying to make it uh you know that type of you know back to the gamification of learning and you know i, I can tell you right now that companies out there are doing that um you know, as we speak, they, they're, they've set up for even their employees. So it's, it's adults that are doing the same kind of thing as well. That's really interesting. Yeah. And I like that you said, you know, yeah, even adults are doing it. So, you know, it's not, it's not a negative thing. Um, right, I really right. like something you said, you know, you said, don't teach, let the, let the teachers do that, be there to help and guide them. And I think that's something that several people that I even know, I think they're giving themselves maybe undue stress because it, they're like, I have to homeschool now. I have to teach my kids now. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I never thought I would be a homeschool mom and all that. And it's like, right. but you're really not. I mean, I mean, you're, you're there. And, and again, depending on the age and the needs of your child, some children have different needs and they need more. And some, you know, ages are going to need more. Obviously, if you have, you know, real young ones, you can't just go and, you know, leave them maybe sitting there all day and, and right. expect that they're going to sit there and get it all done. But like you said, there are the teachers are there and they're there to teach and to, to be available and, and help your kids. You need to be the guide. You're there to go over it with them, you know, set up that structure, that schedule, like we talked about earlier, be there to help, you know, give your advice, help with homework, things like that. But you don't need to create this curriculum and sit there all day and, and like, you know, your one room schoolhouse and actually teach. So I think like, some parents are putting a little pressure on themselves, maybe that they don't need to. Right. And, even, you know, the, the whole concept of, you know, not teaching, but just helping them to learn. And, and you know, the, an example of how you can personalize it as well, you know, make it something meaningful to the child. So they're talking about geography and it's about Europe and, you know, your child is like, I don't, I don't know where Italy is. I don't know any of this and just make it a fun, Hey, you know what? Pretend you're on a trip and go to MapQuest and go, you know, use the things that you normally use Google and, and let's make a 20 day trip and go from country to country and how you would go and, and look at, and just, just making it for them that they're going to be like, Oh, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Now I know where, Italy is in relation to um, Slovenia and in all these different countries. So it's just another way of trying to get that um, just just the learning process to be, you know, get your child engaged. Yeah, definitely. That That's good stuff for sure. You have another one, provide structured breaks in your child's daily schedule to give an outlet for energy or to recharge with relaxation routines. I think this is really important. Um, you know, your kids, if they were in school, you know, physically, 
they would be having recess. They would be, if things, you know, going to lunch, going to recess, going to different um, specials, you know, music, physical education, art, and they would be able to move around and, you know, talk to different, you know, friends and things, different things are happening during the day. So this is now different for them. So think of that that way, you know, they're sitting there at home now. They don't have all of that social interaction. They don't even have all of that movement necessarily um, that they probably, you don't even realize that they would have during the day. And so I like that. It's okay to take a break. It's okay if they're getting, you know, tired and they don't, you know, to sit there all day. That's a lot to expect of them, even for, you know, several hour chunks at a time, depending on their ages. That's a lot. Definitely. And, you know, if, if you know, by having um, that and, and like you said, it doesn't always have to even be scheduled. If you get a sense that your child is just starting to lose interest, they have to read this chapter and is just starting to lose interest, you know, uh, okay, let's let's go outside. Um, let me pitch you, you know, go grab a bat. Let me pitch you a, a ball for, you know, 15 minutes. Let's play catch. Let's, you know, what, whatever um, it would be that they kind of like as an outlet. And, and you could even do it indoors if it's raining or you know uh for something different and you can um you can you know add different activities that actually have uh, ulterior math motive like um like baking and measuring and, and doing different things like that so I, I completely agree of just getting away and and at, at times even pulling them out of what was previously structured into you know just getting them rejuvenated. Right. It's okay. They can get back to it. It's okay if they're pulled away for right. a few minutes if they need to, because if they're, if they're getting frustrated or just, you know, to whatever it is, sitting there too tired, too frustrated, they're not really learning anyway. So pull them away, give them a little brain break, do a dance party, do anything, you know, just take a quick walk. Or like you said, I like that you can do baking and all kinds of things that you still are incorporating some learning, but, you know, just give them, you know, breaks throughout the day, whether they're structured or not structured, and they're probably going to learn a lot better. Exactly. We're going to take a quick break here from our sponsor. We're going to come back and continue talking about these ways that parents can support their children in a virtual education environment. So we'll be right back. Hey, this is Miriam from Apparently Speaking. Join the Mazda family like I did at Montrose Mazda Kent. You'll love the selection of new and used cars and lease options. We are on our third car from Kent Mazda. We keep going back because of the ease of purchase, and it has been by far the best deal we could find each time. Montrose Mazda Kent, they go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. Okay, and we are back talking with Dr. Grossell, and you're giving us some great tips for parents to, to help support their kids in this virtual, you know, for a lot of parents, what is new, a virtual education environment. So you gave a lot of good tips so far. We just talked about taking breaks. And another is, is um, you know, we I think we touched on it a little bit, but add in structured windows of free play. And I like the free play choices. Um, you know, we talked about even, you know, giving like pull out of a hat kind of thing um, or just let them choose, even if it's, you know, a their video or game or screen time, if it's monitored, you know, give them some choices of that, of that free play. Exactly. It could even be, you know, 
Um, okay, you, you want to watch your favorite TV show. You know, normally you would think, uh, no, let's get them away from the TV, but let, let them choose if that's what they want to do at this point. Not that you're going to do that every time, but let them choose. Yeah, I would like to watch, you know, TV for a half hour. Okay, you know, you can watch that show. That's fine. And we'll get back or after that one, we'll, um, we'll go outside and we'll do this, you know, uh, X activity and and but yeah I I think it's it's definitely important again for um, them to you, whatever relaxes them and what they like to do in in that relaxed mode that works. Yeah, and I like you know with the screens like you said it's like we're always trying to you know get away you know from video games and TV and all that kind of stuff, but it's okay to let them do it in moderation. We're not talking about okay they're going to sit there and watch you know a three hour movie in the middle of the school day. It's just a little a little break. And what I would do um, when my son, especially when he was younger, but um, in the summer or, or during certain days when he would was allowed you know screen time we would just give him, you know, you have X amount of time this day to be on it, whether it's video games or, you know, whatever, it's probably what he would always pick. So you can kind of use it. So we were setting up the structure. You have X amount of time today. You have a half hour today. You have an hour, whatever it is you. And then we gave him the choice so you can use it how you want. So if you want to go blow right. it all at one, one time right now, that's fine. If you want to use, you know, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, that's up to you. And he liked that just because he did have some control. Like we talked about earlier, he had some choice and sometimes he would, oh, I made the wrong choice. You know, I used it all up. We're like, oh, you know, yeah, sorry. So maybe next time try to space it out or whatever, you know, do differently that you didn't like. Right. And and then also, you know, that, that type of, um, thinking is, is great because you can string together a number of activities over uh, let's say even two hours where you can step back and let them be kids and do what they want completely without you overlooking okay your half hour is up you know time to move to this you know you know, just you know you give them that chunk of time um, you know, they've chose to do whatever and you, then you step back and let them do their thing. Yeah. So, I like that. Yeah. Then just step back, let them do it. And then you can tell them, you know, when, okay, that's free, free time is over, but free time is called free time. So obviously you have to have some, you know, <laughs> some right, stipulations right. depending on your age, <laughs> the ages or what they might choose, but it is free time. So, you know, right. right. And, and on the other side of that, mom and dad needs that free time yeah. as well. <laughs> so you're, I was going to say, like the teachers get a planning period or a little free time, you know, or lunch or whatever. So let you take that as your free time to get a break or, you know, whatever you might need to, to do during that time. And that's fine. Doesn't mean you're, you know, doing anything wrong. Everybody needs that little break. So you can step back as well. Um, the parents who are helping them and then, then get back on task and everyone will feel better. Um, another thing I like that you said, um, you said, keep your you're, you help your child stay on task by setting clear expectations. You know, we talked about the designated area and even giving them some choice. And I like that you added, you know, visual supports like keep working or something like that in that area. So what about that? Yeah, just, just make, make it fun. You know, have some signs uh, around the area where, you know, you're doing a great job and, you know, and a funny picture of, of something and just, just things that will keep encouraging them 
encouraging them to uh, continue to, to be engaged and to, to yeah I like that visualization yeah. another friend of mine she made this real cute room of uh, and um for her kids and their her kids are high school age and she put um like a she made it it looks like a designer showroom but she has these clipboards above each desk and on them, you know, they got to choose They're They'll have like some schedules and some like housekeeping kind of stuff like that on there. But she let them choose some artwork or these, you know, a lot of them are motivational quotes, motivational mm-hmm. quotes and things like that. And so they're right there above each of their desks and they're they're tailored to them. But it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is great. And isn't it amazing how creative um, people can get, you know, yeah. to, you know, to, to help. You know, they'll do whatever they can to to help their kids just, you know, continue to get through this, you know, pandemic, which has been a huge, a huge change for everyone. So huge change. And I like this next one. I think this is important, even if your kids are home. And I think this would be easy to, to, to you know, not to do. And I would probably struggle with this my, if my kids were all home. Maintain regular nighttime and morning routines to ensure consistency whenever possible. So even if they're not going physically into school, you know, they still have to get up because they, you know, they still have that the school, the teacher has structured, you know, live things or log on at this time and do that. So still, I know for a lot of kids, it would be really tempting for them to say, but I don't have to, you know, I don't have to get up and rush out the door and get ready right. so early. I don't know. I can just sleep in or I can stay up late. Right. Exactly. So, you know, um, use, have that alarm, you know, set for each of the same times. And if, all of a sudden, you know, on Tuesdays, they don't have to start schoolwork until 10. You say, okay, well, you know, after we get breakfast and everything for the next two hours, this is your free time now. And how are we going to do it, you know, this morning? And, you know, so it, it, it just, again, keeps that whole structure for the week going where, you know, um, at nighttime, morning, the routine is there. Right. So whatever they would normally be doing, um, you know, before this change, if they have a change with this, just kind of keep it as much as you can. Obviously, you don't have to be, you know, that you, you can add some flexibility to that as well. But try to keep that routine um, as m- consistent as you can. That's good for them. Yeah, and, you know, you said, like, take advantage of canceled, you know, school or extracurricular events because to teach new skills. Um and, and I like how you said, like using an alarm clock, starting to shave, you know, small achievable goals, because even if they're in school or out of school right now, as far as physically, there's still a lot of things that are canceled or changed. So there would be that extra time. Right. And one one great example is just, uh, I remember asking my son, can, can you grab a Phillips screwdriver for me? And, you know, he came back with a wrench or something. And I was like, I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, and, and this is the perfect opportunity for, you know, teaching like uh, the older, older kids at high school, how to change a tire on a car or, um, you know, just, just getting them to do something that they would not normally have done because they're in school all the time and, and that they just would never learn. And, and it's it, just learning these things are great ways to continue to mature and, and when they move on. Oh yeah, I, I, I do know how to change a tire if I ever have to and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's great because there is extra time no matter what. I mean, there, there's, you know, parents probably like, what? There's never extra time. But as far as like you said, some things are canceled or some things are maybe, you know, not as much, you know, with different 
sports or whatever that might be on a, a smaller scale right now. So there might be some time where you can think about those kind of things like life skills. You know, what do you want your kids to know? Even, you know, this year, my son's in junior high and it was like, now he's, and he, maybe some people did this sooner, but I was just woke him up. Now he's setting his alarm. You know, we went through that. He showed him how to do it and how to, you know, if he wanted to make it, you know, two alarms, hit the snooze, not hit, you know, whatever it is, um, let him choose. But now he's setting his alarm and getting up on his own every day. And so just things like that, it might seem like it's not a big deal, but that is something that they need to know. And so, um, yeah, that's a good example. And then the last one, you know, positive reinforcement, use positive reinforcement to support those behaviors, you know, that you want to see. So talk about positive reinforcement a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's positive reinforcement just, it, it gets, um, children, uh, definitely, you know, they, they've shown that uh, to negative, negatively reinforce it will not get someone more engaged. Uh, and a small percentage of kids, it might work, but the majority of kids do well with positive reinforcement. They want their parents happy. They want to be happy. And, and so being able to be like, you know what, you did great. And, and, you know, it's back to the gamification thing, marking their progress. Look, look how well you're doing. Look what you got through already. Look, you know, you, you moved up to the next level. You're on the next subject. You're on the next chapter, whatever that is, and just keep encouraging them. And kids will always do better with positive reinforcement. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's just, you know, I think about myself, how, you know, if I have, you know, if, if you have a boss or something like that, if you have positive reinforcement, or if you're getting you know, kind of <laughs> bombarded with negativity, or you feel like it's always negative, it does not motivate me. I want to say like, Okay, forget it. You know, but but positive reinforcement, you want to do better, you know, for that person. You want to do your best. So I think that's how most people are. So definitely that's how um, the kids are. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Grissel. I think this was really important, really informative, some really good takeaways that parents can use during this time. And, and always, it's not just, you know, it doesn't just apply to um, right now. And a lot of things we talked about will help for if your kids are home, but it also will apply in just in general, I think, um, you know, general parenting tips. A lot of those just came out today, too. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you very much for the invitation. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at mazdakent.com. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com. Like Apparently Speaking on Facebook and email me at podcast at northeastohioparent.com.